0: what's up queens welcome to the female dating strategy podcast the
1: meanest female only podcast on the internet i'm ro and i'm savannah i'm ro and this-, <laughs> 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 and this week we are back is this our second or third installment of the historical scrote series Scrolls of history I will park briefly and say we've had a lot of really, really cool requests to cover Queens of History, which we will eventually get to. I mean, this series is supposed to focus on Scroats, but I'm glad it's taken so well. So we will cover some Queens of History as well once we've char grilled the Scroats this summer. So that is in the works, I promise. But yes, yeah, so, so this week we are back stateside with a fully comprehensive roast of the Kennedy family. I don't even know how this family gets even an ounce of respect in American politics.
0: I mean, I could say the same about the royal family, but you know how it is. Entrenched power.
1: Mm, okay, okay, fair.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Look who's living in a glass castle.
1: <laughs> fair, okay, touche, touche, bro.
0: Full of sausage thumb scroats. <laughs>
1: So the Kennedy family are obviously very, very well known in American politics, partly because I mean, they were marred by assassinations. And just, they were, I suppose, at the helm of some pretty history, such as Cuban Missile Crisis and the Civil Rights Movement as well. But this isn't really going to focus on their political record. This will more focus on on their personal lives, and almost like how they came to be seen as the royal family of America, which, considering what we know about the British royal family, is actually quite a fitting moniker for them, because the scrotary is just as bad, if not worse, in some places, I will say. Actually, no, it's just as bad. I think they're just as bad as each other, to be fair.
0: Well, what makes it better is that we don't have to deal with them on a political stage anymore.
1: Yes, exactly, exactly. You can vote them out, at least. You can vote them out, yeah. I think one of the Kennedy clan was recently voted out. I think he was in the House of Reps. One of them was, and they were like the first Kennedy to lose an election. I'm like, oh dear. But at least you can vote them out. At least you have that power.
0: It does seem like the political tide just turns against the family of any prominent political... President or anybody who has held high political office, such as the presidency, and especially if they are in the Senate, once that presidency is over and maybe like 10 or so years afterwards, it's like the pendulum just swings the entire way and everybody's collectively sick of the family. So it happened to the Bushes, it happened to the Clintons. Granted, Clinton, Bill Clinton's uh, behavior is being viewed in a different lens given like Trump's backlash is pretty immediate. Trump. <laughs> <laughs> No one likes Trump and even diehard Trump fans are off his bandwagon at this point. So he's just basically around here. Every once in a while, he just kicks up a storm and you'll see a soundbite hit the media. And then most of them are crazy. And then once in a while, it's like fair point, Trump. Like he'll say something that's like, actually, hold on, let's pull Trump's latest quote. There was actually (laughs) something that like Trump said recently. And he was like, Donald Trump brands US a third world hellhole run by perverts and thugs. I'm like, fair point, President Trump. <laughs> like, uh, I don't disagree. <laughs> so it's like, Trump has become one of those guys that just exist in media sound bites where, like, most of the times he says things are crazy. And then once in a while he'll say something that's, he'll drop something that's still inflammatory, but like, kind of makes sense. So, He's in the news literally today as we're recording this because he branded the US a third world hellhole run by perverts and thugs in his latest
1: 2024 campaign speech. (laughs) I mean, I say this as a Brit and because like Trump also came for the NHS as well and we just weren't having that. But like you said, he's not wrong, (laughs) I guess. At least the part about it being a third world hellhole anyway. (laughs) But it's our third world
0: hellhole. I think someone on Twitter described the US as a third world country in a Gucci
1: belt. And I feel like that's exactly what America is. (laughs) But do you know what though? Trump has a unique ability because he's just so, I guess, like crass and blunt to like unite people across the political spectrum in opposition of what he said. Because I remember when he made comments about the NHS and literally the left and the right wing in the uk we literally like they were united in just roasting trump and like left-wing commentators like owen jones i was actually surprised to see them defending people like jeremy hunt who was like the health secretary at the time and basically crashed the nhs it was beautiful to see that was all because trump made comments that britain's basically a (laughs) shithole
0: yeah he has a way of just galvanizing his opposition
1: yes exactly yeah (laughs) So, but I mean in the case of the Kennedys as well I wouldn't say that their appeal eroded straight away because after JFK got popped in 1963 Bobby Kennedy went on to become you know New York senator he had a semi-successful run at presidency that ended with him getting popped and then Ted Kennedy actually went on to have quite a long and illustrious career in the senate as well I think he was one of the longest serving senators for several decades
0: They are definitely getting some positive press due to the halo effect of the president dying in office, which was really, really traumatic for that generation. So there's sort of like a lingering halo effect.
1: I think that's even eroding now because Amar FK Jr. has announced his run for presidency and the Kennedy family are actually going to campaign against him. (laughs) (laughs) So they were like, this guy's crazy because he's like anti-vax, anti-science and his own family have come out against him. And if you look at the history of the Kennedy family, for them to say, like, don't elect, you know, one of our own as president is absolutely massive. for reasons we'll get into at the moment.
0: Yeah, so I'm looking at some of his soundbites. RFK Jr. says COVID may have been ethnically targeted to spare the Jews. And then Trump says RFK Jr. is a very smart person.
1: So if Trump is calling RFK Jr. smart, Bearing in mind RFK Jr. is running as a Democrat as well. So imagine a Democratic president being endorsed by Trump. Like, that would just never happen.
0: Well, Trump was a Democrat, oddly enough.
1: Yeah, but he's an open... At least now, he's an open Republican (laughs) slash independent slash troll lord. I
0: think Trump just wants to belong. He wants to be part of any party that'll have him because he likes power and influence and feeling like a big deal. Yeah, exactly. But he got pushed out of the Democratic Party, more or less when Barack Obama embarrassed him at one of the state dinners. (laughs) It's like the annual, what's it called?
1: Is that the White House Correspondents Dinner?
0: Yeah, the White House Correspondents Dinner with Obama. This is when Trump was talking about like birth certificates and all this type of bullshit, uh, saying that Barack Obama needs to have his birth certificates. He wasn't born here. And then Barack Obama made a drag at Trump during the White House Correspondents Dinner. And also he was going in on Hillary when Hillary was running the first time too even though he was really good friends with the Clintons prior to his run. That was like his villain moment when he became very determined to be president just because Barack Obama embarrassed
1: him. Oh my gosh. Yeah. How petty. But anyway, starting with a Kennedy roast, I feel it's important to go back to, I guess, the patriarch of the family, which is Joseph uh, P. Kennedy Sr. Now, a lot of the Kennedy scrotery can almost undoubtedly be traced back to Joe Kennedy. So it seems like he came from relatively, you know, modest slash middle class background. And he ended up becoming quite wealthy, partly due to the prohibition. And my dad always says like he believes the Kennedy family's curse because they amassed their wealth during the prohibition when alcohol was prohibited, basically selling it illegally, allegedly. And that's where the Kennedy curse came from. But anyway. He always had massive political ambitions for himself. Now, if you look at the Kennedy family and you wonder why they were running for Senate and running for presidency, this all basically stemmed from, you know, Joseph P. Kennedy's, his own failed political ambitions. Like he wanted to be the first Catholic president for himself. So he got a cushy posting during the Second World War to the court of St. James. So basically he was the US ambassador to Britain and he basically ended up being recalled. So as a diplomat, if you are recalled, you're basically like sacked basically because he just made so many stupid comments publicly. So he basically, he made comments that were deemed anti-British. He was basically against the US giving military and economic aid to Britain. And he was also very, very anti-Semitic. Anti-Semitism is absolutely not okay, but it was actually very, very prevalent at the time. But most people, especially if you were considering running for an office such as president, they were smart enough to not say it out in public. But Joseph P. Kennedy went to newspapers and basically made extremely anti-Semitic comments. And, and so they had to recall him.
0: So basically, RFK Jr. is just following in tradition of his family.
1: <laughs> yeah, basically. But he just doesn't have the, I guess, political aura of his uncles and his dad, basically. He's just like a throwback racist. A throwback. (laughs) Yeah. And so he was recalled. And at this point, around the early 1940s, Kennedy knew that, or Joe Kennedy knew that his career was dead in the water. He would never become president. So when Kennedy was initially posted, he wanted to succeed a president, Roosevelt, as the president in 1940. And he even told a British reporter in 1939 that he was confident that Roosevelt would lose the 1940 election, which obviously didn't happen. And he further pissed off the British by the fact, which <laughs> I think maybe is slightly unfair, but... When the Blitz was happening, so when Germany was dropping bombs on London in particular, he basically retreated to the countryside, whereas the royal family, which was King George VI and the then Princess Elizabeth, later Queen Elizabeth II, they all stayed in London and refused to basically be evacuated. But he dashed off to the countryside, so that further distanced him from the British public who just felt that he was a coward, basically. So anyway, after that little run in London, which was ironically supposed to further his career, because if you are a diplomat to Britain on behalf of the US, that is probably one of the cushiest postings that you could get as a diplomat. He came back due to his own mouth with his future political ambitions in absolute tatters. And this was when he then switched his focus from himself down to his sons. So his first son, Joe Jr., was actually an open nazi he openly sympathized with the nazi regime at this point they weren't like necessarily aware that the holocaust was happening but they were aware of the fascist policies that the nazis were enacting you know within their territories but he dies during the second world war in a plane crash so that was him taken out as well so then the next Son in line was JFK. And <laughs> this is really where you begin to see the nepotism and the power and the money collide quite extensively. Because what the Kennedys did was that they built quite influential alliances. So for example, when JFK became president, obviously he was a senator, I believe of Massachusetts at the time. I'm going to go ahead and
0: pause here and say, like, I don't know any of this history. So how do you not know this? <laughs>
1: How do you not know this? Do they not teach you this shit? I've been in high
0: school for quite some time. And I don't remember how the thing is, like, they would never teach us any of this kind of politically charged background, right? It pretty much just skips over to the civil rights movement and the Kennedy assassination. Like all of the background and lead up is basically, I don't know, filler material. So I don't know. So a lot of this stuff is good context. That I didn't know. So anybody who is like a diehard Kennedy follower, don't, like, don't come yelling at me because I I'm I, I'm not going to correct Savannah because I don't know shit. So because <laughs> <laughs> there's some diehard Kennedy like lovers in America. So yeah, just prefacing that.
1: <laughs> to be fair, as we'll get to in a bit when we talk about JFK in a bit more depth. Actually, we're here now. Actually, so we might as well start. But especially after his assassination, there was a very concerted effort from Jackie Kennedy and the Kennedy family at large to almost give JFK the halo effect. So a lot of the stuff that you're hearing on this podcast has only recently come to light within the past few years. It wasn't common knowledge. For example, actually, one, a big, big scrope move, I would say, that I missed, which was done by Joe Senior, was that he actually performed a lobotomy on his oldest daughter, Rosemary. Oh yeah. I didn't hear about that. And so Rosemary, she, it's, it appears she had like learning difficulties, but basically uh, Joe Senior did it, not because he was concerned about her learning difficulties, but he was concerned that she would make the family look bad. So she was in boarding school, she would run away, and he was really, really afraid that she would get pregnant. And then that would be the end of that. Because on the outside, The Kennedys were deemed to be this amazing Catholic, godly family. But on the inside, all the men, including Joe Senior, were slags. But for some reason, it was only, you know, the woman who was supposedly or not supposedly sleeping around that was the issue. And so he arranged for her to have a lobotomy. Obviously, that didn't go well. And it happened when she was 23. And she basically spent the rest of her life in an institution until she died in about 2005. So it literally ruined her life. And Joe Sr. never went to visit her when she was in the institution. He died about 22 years after the lobotomy. And the Kennedy family basically erased her from history. So during JFK's campaign for president, people were asking, you know, where's Rosemary? And they just basically lied and said that she's mentally retarded or something like that. It didn't come out that she'd been institutionalized because of what her dad did until several decades after that.
0: And you know, it was something very minor, right? Like What scares me about stuff like this is she could have really had mental health struggles, like maybe she was bipolar or schizophrenic or had learning disabilities. Lobotomies were disproportionately targeted towards women, and it was targeted towards women for often just made up horseshit. That was more or less like men found them annoying or uh, women reacting to abuse or often sexual abuse. Or course of control, and then saying, "Oh, this woman's hysterical. Let's give her a lobotomy." And so, lobotomies are often advertised as quick fixes to uh, mellow out women who were deemed problematic, meddlesome. So, who knows if she actually had serious mental health issues such that she needed to be institutionalized? And the lobotomy definitely wasn't necessary. But like, you know, to me, it's even questionable that she even really needed hospitalization because, like, so many times, like. Even in these like very wealthy, influential families, like women get targeted for abuse and they react to that abuse or and instead of like getting them help, they just basically, yeah, lock them away somewhere. So you might have had serious mental health issues. It might have just been made worse by the abuse of her family and being institutionalized. And those institutions were known to abuse women. So that often women became worse into those care because there's a certain type of person who likes to have that kind of power over extremely mentally ill people saying across the board but it's just been kind of well known that a lot of the older mental institutions were dismantled specifically because there was just widespread abuse of patients
1: and it just seems like as well the Kennedys that they were the kind of family that would just throw money a problem and just hope that it went away they weren't really joe and rose kennedy the parents they didn't seem that invested in their children emotionally it's almost like they saw their children as expendable and as a means to an end for their own ambitions. So in the case of, for example, Rosemary, it seemed like she was unconventional for her time, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but she had to be fit into this box of being the debutante, of being almost like the princess of America when that just wasn't her. And that would have also caused angst, I guess, if you're trying to be moulded into a box that you just don't fit as well and then joe senior also had a litany of affairs as well it was well like he was quite a big shot in hollywood and it was well known that he had affairs with several prominent actresses and his secretary for decades at one point, him and JFK were sleeping with the same woman at the same time, um, like Gloria Swanson. And at one point, his infidelity got so bad that even like his actual wife, um like Rose, she tried to walk out on him at one point, but her family ordered like her to go back basically because like divorce, especially for a Catholic family like the Kennedys was just social suicide. But that didn't stop them cheating.
0: Another example of marriage is basically being a slavery av- arrangement for women because men basically do whatever they want and you're going to be forced to stay with them. I hope she fucked around too. I
1: hope she got her look back. Yeah. And it just goes to show though, that like even rich men, they benefit immensely from being married because their social image is just, you know, it improves massively compared to if they were single or divorced or a bachelor. And men know this as well. So even in the 1950s, when Jackie, you know, realized the height of Uh, JFK's infidelity she was ready to walk as well but Joe Senior offered her three million dollars to basically stay in the marriage because Joe knew that if Jackie divorced JFK he would never become president like that would be the end of his like presidential ambition as well so yeah lots of scotery there so on to JFK so JFK was actually the second almost like the second choice for president because he was sort of you know shoehorned into the role after his brother died and his dad poured an immense amount of money into his campaign for senator in Massachusetts and his presidential campaign as well. To the point where like, I sort of (laughs) somewhat respect JFK for recognizing he's a Nepo baby, because during his campaign, he joked that, oh, my dad is only going to pay for the bare minimum number of votes that are needed for me to win. So even he knew that he's only really winning because of his money and his connections as well. And so he was actually up against Richard Nixon at the time. And Nixon's campaign was slightly sleazy in that. They knew that JFK suffered from Addison's disease. I'm not too sure of the ins and outs of the disease, but basically it can make... I mean, JFK was a sick child and a sick adult as well, like, because of this disease. And they basically tried to leak it to the press. And the Kennedy family outright denied it and basically said, it's not true. Now... I understand presidential candidates like not wanting to like air their like physical like business out for the world. But I do sort of believe that if you are going to take on the role of a president of any country, which is a very, very senior and serious role you need to be fit and healthy to do the job. Now, this is something that happens a lot in Nigeria where we have, not to sound ageist, but we have very, very old men as presidents and they end up disappearing for half their term off sick, which is like, that shouldn't be allowed. Like the last you know, Nigerian president, President Buhari, it got to a point where people started speculating if he was dead because nobody ever saw him after a while.
0: <laughs> They're trying to weekend at Bernie's him. <laughs> yeah. Just like some guy puppeting his mouth open and closed and pretending he's alive.
1: That's even if you saw him there, but we literally didn't see him. And that was because he would get medical treatment in London or in Dubai or somewhere else that wasn't Nigeria. And it's like, you can't really afford to be a sick president, you know, especially if you want to be president of a country, even more so like the United States. And JFK's like, medical records have recently been released in more detail, and it found that during things like the Cuban Missile Crisis, he was on medication that affected his moods. Now, if you have a president when you're on the brink of the- <laughs> Oh, I bet they didn't send him to go get a lobotomy. Funny how that works. Exactly. But the thing is, you have a president who's literally on the brink of a nuclear war with, you know, with Russia and his moods are being affected because of his medication, and the public don't know. Like, that's not okay. That's not only putting JFK at risk, that's literally putting the lives of millions of people at risk, because he needed a lot of interventions from his cabinet to basically stop him from pressing the the nuclear button because his moods were so fucked up. (laughs) I'm gonna press it! (laughs) (laughs) Like, from the medication he was taking.
0: If I was sitting in a room with a nuclear button, the intrusive thoughts would take over. I'm sorry. I think I would lose to the intrusive thoughts. like, press it, press it, press it. (laughs) Like, I'm just going to press it a little.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm just going to hover my hand over it. I'm just going to touch it to see if it works. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But can you imagine that coupled with like, you are on medication that is, is known to destabilize your mood?
0: Yeah. I just imagine some like, alcoholic blowhard just pounding his fist on the pressing on the press button like that's it i'm pressing the button <laughs> because yeah you can't be mentally unstable and have nuclear codes
1: and he was taking like a cocktail of like off the shelf off prescription drugs like he was drugged up for a lot of his presidency as well to help him manage the pain as well the pain of what <laughs> i mean the pain of his disease i guess because he was quite sick oh okay and i think if you go to the kennedy museum you can see like they built him this rocking chair because his back was fucked as well he had quite a major surgery on his back I mean, in the early 1950s to basically like help him and i mean at his assassination one people theorize that the reason why after the first shot, he wasn't able to duck down was because he was wearing a brace to keep his spine upright as well. Yeah, there's also that as well. And then, of course, we have the affairs. So it was like an open secret, again, that JFK literally slept with anyone that moved. He even said himself, like proper incel, he gets angry if he goes without sex for more than a couple of days. And it's really weird to me how I'm not saying I condone what happened with Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky, that was an absolute abuse of power, but JFK was the Bill Clinton before Bill Clinton was Bill Clinton, 100%. He slept with his interns, his secretaries, Jackie's secretaries, and he did it openly as well. Everyone knew. Each time his security detail, they would be recording, oh, another strange woman walks into the president's hotel room, because obviously they would have to track who was going in and out. And it was almost like an open secret that he was sleeping around and cheated on Jackie as well. Cheated
0: on Jackie infamously with a certain well-known actress.
1: The jury's out on that one. Apparently, allegedly, JFK and Bobby slept with uh, Marilyn Monroe, but the jury, there's not really any conclusive evidence. All right, let's not sully that good woman's name if it's inconclusive. As to whether it happened or not. I personally wouldn't be surprised because on a serious note, Marilyn Monroe was heavily used and abused by a lot of men in her lifetime. So it's not beyond the realm of possibility that the Kennedy scroats got their mitts on her as well, unfortunately. But, but there was that too. And then obviously Jackie wanted out of the marriage, but Jackie, <laughs> it's quite funny how again, people seem to romanticize almost in a way like William and Kate. Although I'm not sure if it's as, delish, if it's as bad as JFK and Jackie, but the way they romanticize Jackie and JFK when Jackie clearly only married JFK for the money. Like clearly it was a marriage of convenience. And she was, as long as she was made comfortable and was enjoying the millions to some degree, she was happy to stay there. I think she might have been fond of him, but it seemed like from the get go, she wasn't really that into him. Because even on their wedding night, she made a comment and said, well, he's no Burt Lancaster, but he's all right. Basically saying like, he's not (laughs) physically all that. (laughs) (laughs) He's not physically all that. And to be fair, the Kennedy men, they are like mid, 100% mid. Except for JFK Jr. He was super fine. But he clearly got his looks from his paternal grandfather, from Jackie's side of the family. That's why. Because if you look at Pictures of Jackie's dad and JFK Jr. They're like spitting image. So I see. You know, so there was that as well. So all the fine came from the mama side. Yeah, hundred percent. So that was like JFK, and obviously we know how like his life ended. I believe there's an anti nepotism law, but it's not called that in the US. Where Uh, federal officials can't hire immediate family members is because of JFK and uh, Robert Kennedy, because basically JFK gave Bobby Kennedy the position of attorney general when he just graduated law school. And everyone was like, what the fuck? Like attorney general, like you normally need decades of experience. And this isn't to say that Bobby Kennedy was a bad attorney general. I think, I mean, looking at his record, he seemed to do the job decently well, but it was more the idea that this guy literally graduated from law school and he's got the highest legal position, like one of the highest legal positions in the country. And Lyndon B. Johnson was absolutely incensed. He hated Bobby Kennedy. Like They really, really hated each other. And so that was why I think when Lyndon B. Johnson came in after Kennedy, he passed that law. (laughs) They call it the Bobby Kennedy law, basically anti-nepotism law. So that's the reason why Trump couldn't officially hire his family, they could only be advisors, which is unpaid advisors. They couldn't actually be on the presidential payroll. So that's JFK. And I guess you can maybe argue or not argue that he got his dust desserts in Dallas, Texas in November 1963.
0: Oh, that was pretty traumatic for the the country. It's just, it's interesting because it's like, as much as I want to roast it, it's hard for me to do it only because having talked to older people from when that happened, even him sometimes being polarizing like it was the first time that a president's assassination had been like televised right so
1: imagine you just see the president literally get shot in the middle of a parade so it was somewhat traumatic yeah true i still i mean there's a ton of conspiracy theories which we're not going to get into here but i don't know it seemed like especially even like the head of the fbi at that time i could do a whole episode on him because he was majorly screwy but It didn't seem to register within people. I don't know if that was because Kennedy wasn't liked or maybe they were threatened by their power or something, but within the upper echelons of politics, it just didn't really seem like a massive loss, at least not the way the rest of the country and even the whole world was experiencing it. Because Kennedy was really the first president that was almost like the looks and the image over substance sort of president. Not saying that he didn't have any substance, but you know, that was really the first president that was elected based on, you know, he's young, somewhat good looking, you know, well-spoken and it really ushed in that era. So then the next, I guess, candidate in line was Bobby Kennedy. So he went for and was elected to the New York Senate and he was running for president himself until he was shot in 1968. At that point, the presidential ambitions basically then turned to ted kennedy and i just want to backtrack like briefly because in the aftermath of jfk's like death there was the reason why jackie quickly married aristotle onassis a greek shipping magnate and basically fucked off to scorpios greece was because the kennedy family became quite controlling over her trust fund or access to money and so she was forced to basically campaign for bobby otherwise they basically said you know we'll cut you off So that's why she went and married somebody who was wealthier so she could afford to lose access to that trust fund. And by proxy, the obligation that she should continue to be paraded out for the Kennedys. Bearing in mind that woman literally, you know, witnessed her husband being blown to pieces in front of her. They still tried to use her as almost like a political tool, which is really cold. Yeah, that's that's ice cold. And we say as well, FDS always says like, these rich people, they have ways to extract what they want from you and then dump you when you know you no longer fulfill a purpose I mean like Jackie had the intellectual now to be able to maneuver herself out of that and go and find somebody richer but if you don't have those sorts of options you can very quickly become stuck in a life that you hate almost ending up in a gilded cage as well and just generally speaking like JFK didn't really treat her very nicely during the marriage either like he had her sectioned I mean she confronted him about his cheating And he chased her down the street and he had her sectioned because of that. You know, so like Roe was saying, it was just common practice for men to basically section or lobotomize women if they were even slightly annoying.
0: It's stuff like this that bothers me because I feel like when we talk about horrific abuses in history, a lot of the things that happen to women- It's glossed over. It's glossed over. And I feel like this is kind of a big fucking deal that you were hospitalizing- you're just literally forcibly hospitalizing women because they're annoying to you.
1: And she was drugged up. So when people are like, oh, how did marriages last so long? Like, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of our grandmothers were sectioned, drugged up, institutionalized, lobotomized, you know, just because their partner found them a bit annoying one day or they didn't do what they were told. Yeah, This whole family just to be cringe. We then move on to Ted Kennedy with the Chappaquiddick incident where basically... He drove a car off a bridge that had one of his aides in the car. He managed to get himself out of the car, but he left his aide to die because he didn't report the incident straight away. And that basically ended his presidential career. And he had the guts, the nerve to be like, oh, I think there's a Kennedy curse hanging over all of us. I'm like, it might be a screw. (laughs) You mean the consequences of your actions? (laughs) Yeah, I'm cursed. And I don't even know how he avoided a prison sentence for that because I'm pretty sure like that's, it's not hit and run, but ultimately he drove the car off the bridge into the river and somebody died as a result of that. So that was the end of his presidential ambition. But as we know with, you know, white men, they tend to fail upwards and he actually had quite an illustrious and long career in the Senate until he died in 2009. So we then move on to the second generation Kennedys, and they're still a hot mess, just like the <laughs> um, I suppose, you know, parents and grandfather as well. So a special mention to Michael Lemoyne Kennedy, who was caught sleeping with the family's babysitter. And just like every, I guess, like scrote alleges, because the age of consent in Massachusetts is 16, he argued that they didn't have sex until she was 16. I don't know why scrotes always do that as if it makes it any better, because it's like, OK, you know, let's assume that you're telling the truth and you wait until she was 16. You were clearly still attracted to her before she was of the age of consent. Clearly.
0: Yeah, I don't know that that cuts it as an explanation. Everybody thinks it's weird, rightfully so.
1: But yeah, I don't believe that for a second. It's always conveniently when they become the legal age of consent, so they've got plausible deniability, that they commit statutory rape. But then he dies in a skiing accident in 1997 because he wasn't wearing a helmet or any other safety equipment. And he was skiing in Colorado and hit a tree at very, very high speed.
0: It sounds like a lot of the things that are taking these guys out are Darwin Awards. You know what I mean? They're like Darwin Award status.
1: (sighs) Yeah. I mean, I've never been skiing before, so I don't know if helmets are worn or optional or I don't know, I've not been skiing before, but it sounds like it wasn't a very smart thing to do. So another special mention actually to JFK Jr. Now JFK Jr. again, he's sort of seen as the prince of American politics because he was dashing, he was handsome. But even the circumstances surrounding his death, basically his death occurred because he wasn't qualified to fly his plane in the conditions that he was flying in.
0: Yeah, it increasingly sounds like Darwin Awards with a lot of these guys, except for obviously the presidential assassination. The rest of these guys are just reckless and irresponsible and they just don't follow proper safety precautions.
1: But I sort of feel like when you have that much money and no one really tells you no, it can be quite easy to basically slip into the mindset that you're invincible and that you should be able to do whatever you like, especially when... And the Kennedys were adept at covering up each other's fuck-ups. So, because I've mentioned before, like, Ted Kennedy, realistically, should not have been allowed anywhere near political office for the rest of his life after Chappaquiddick, but he managed to somehow fail upwards. And it just seems like there's just almost this, like, streak of just arrogance within the family as well that, unfortunately, you know, sometimes has deadly consequences. I mean, even... know, the Kennedy assassination, whilst that wasn't, you know, JFK's fault at all, but it just makes you wonder why you would have an open-top limousine in a public space, at least, anyway. But I suppose at that time as well, a president hadn't been assassinated that openly since, was it Lincoln? So yeah, there's that too. It was just unfortunate, I guess. So yeah, that's a whistle-stop tour of the Kennedy family. I do think they have lost their Pull in america so i know that jfk's daughter caroline kennedy she's now an ambassador and like a diplomat i can't remember for which country and she's doing quite well but she tried to run i think it was for new york senate and she was absolutely trolled because she said the phrase like you know like a hundred times in a five minute interview and like nobody took her seriously and then you know this recent run from you know robert kennedy jr running for president i almost feel like he's just a troll candidate i don't believe that he's actually seriously running purely because i don't know maybe he's just doing it for clout but i don't believe for a second that he genuinely wants to be president
0: he's probably being paid to split the democratic vote since he's running as a democrat just
1: act as a chaos agent yeah because he must be aware that there's no way he'll get the Democratic nomination anyway. So yeah, that is the down low on America's royal family. In contrast to the British royal family, because they're the closest comparison, I would say it's almost like the social maneuvering added a lot to the Kennedys basically scrope, you know, ways. Because the British royal family, they are at the top of the food chain. They know that they're going to stay there. So, In terms of social maneuvering, it still happens a lot, but it wasn't to this extent, I think. And just the way that I guess, like, I suppose the nepotism, the impact that's had on American politics is almost never going to be known because I suppose if, you know, JFK's like dad hadn't basically bought him the election, how different could American history have been? But then you could also say the same about the British royal family, whereas if, you know, Edward and the seventh wasn't you know, trying to frolic with a divorcee, how different, you know, our history could have been. So there's definitely parallels. I do think they definitely earned the moniker of America's royal family, even though you guys kicked out (laughs) the British (laughs) in the 1700s, but you have a new royal family now in the form of the Kennedys.
0: (laughs) Yeah, there just seems to be family, prominent American families that get power and then they just keep, Adding all their cronies to the government and robbing the entire country until I guess the public catches on and then no one ever wants to speak their name again. I feel like the only person you haven't seen that from so far is Barack Obama and Michelle. They seem to have largely just decided, oh, we're going to do like podcasts and book tours and random shows on Netflix. They seem to just mostly be wanting to make media rather than other families who won't let power go. And I feel like that's actually bipartisan so the Clintons were constantly trying to obviously like Hillary Clinton trying to be president all of her all the Clinton cronies all the Bush cronies Trump is trying to claw his way back to the White House it's like there's a lot of them are just they don't want to let it go man they, they need their fix they want to be in the spotlight they want to be that dude again and the only reason we kind of push Bill Clinton out of the spotlight is because he doesn't want to have to answer questions for his decades-long sexual assault and harassment of women dating back to college
1: quite frankly so really because i knew he'd been a scrote since his days as governor of arkansas but i didn't know he went back that far to college damn uh, allegedly well i suppose like you don't just become a sex pest when you're in power like it does start from somewhere Ugh, oh my gosh poor hillary that's
0: our show check us out for weekly bonus content on the patreon patreon.com forward slash the female dating strategy and on our website,
1: thefemaledatingstrategy.com, Twitter, <laughs> Twitter for as long as Twitter lasts. But to be fair, I don't think Twitter's going anywhere because the Threads app was a complete failure. Even like Mark Zuckerberg hasn't tweeted in like a week on it. It was a com- total failure. Like <laughs> Twitter still, uh, it's still going. <laughs> Or Threads wasn't a threat to Twitter. Let's just say that.
0: I haven't logged on to it. It's not good. <laughs> well, Elon Musk is reporting that he lost uh, 50% of his revenue streams from last year already since Threads opened. So I don't know. The man's going to have to self-fund it, I suppose. Which, I mean, there's nothing about me that feels bad. I hope. I wish nothing but continuous failure on the man. So anyways, that's the show. Thanks for listening, Queens. And for all you scroats out there, ask not what women can do for you. But what you can do for your women,
1: Dagman. <laughs>